It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Everybody, welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos, bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Welcome to the Real Talk Show, Body of Christ Real Talk. Got my own little voiceover there through the crowd. My own little voiceover. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. How's everybody? Good morning. Good mid morning. Good afternoon, good mid-afternoon, good evening, and all my night listeners, whatever time it is in your state, city, or even your country, welcome to the Body of Christ Real Talk. Real Talk, Real Talk. Now, this is something I haven't done in a while, a really a no topic, no special topic uh, that I want to talk about. I just want to have a conversation. Is that okay with you all? Is is it okay with y'all? Can I just have a conversation? Is that okay with you all, to my listeners? Let's just talk. Let's just talk. Uh, one, the other day, what's that, yesterday? Yesterday. I was uh, listening to one of my favorite uh, radio stations that I just started tuning into. Uh, called Truth Time Radio by Trey Searcy. Truth Time, I advise you, I recommend anyone that listens to my show, Body of Christ Real Talk or Connecting the Dots, my Bible uh, teaching show, uh, I will uh, recommend Truth Time Radio to any believer, especially the ones that really want down to earth Connecting the Dots Rightly dividing God's word, I recommend Truth Time Radio. He has a podcast where he does different segments. He has plenty. You can find him on YouTube. He has podcasts. He has uh, uh, videos and stuff like that. I use quite a bit of his videos for audio on my Bible study show. And I will be doing using him quite a bit as as, as well as others, you know. But uh, Trey Cersei is an outstanding teacher. You know, I got to speak with, uh, talk with him personally. Oh, yeah. He called me. Brother Trey Cersei called me because someone from my show, uh, Connecting the Dots, recommended, uh, uh, not recommended, but mentioned my show to him. And... Trey Cersei sent me an email 
which I was surprised. I said, wow. They sent me an email, told me that uh, somebody said they had tuned in and listened to my sh- They heard about his show. That's what it was. They heard about his show by listening to my show because I always give a good, I, I will give a good shout out to your show or your ministry if you're teaching the word of God correctly, rightly divided. You know, I will give you a shout out. I will put you out there. And that's what I've done with Trey Cersei. I've done that several times. And I do a lot of the ministries that I uh, I use on my platform to help get the word of God out for the believers on Connecting the Dots. Well, anyway, uh, one of the listeners that, uh, that I guess they've listened to my show, they heard the teachings of Trey Cersei. I don't know if it had to do with the speaking in tongues or the tithes, you know, whatever. Uh, but they listened to his show and uh, they found out about him listening to my show, which is a blessing because that's what these podcasts all is all about. You know, we're trying to get the word out. It's no competition and nothing like that. We're trying to get the word of God out there to the listeners, the saved and the unsaved, especially the unsaved because my goal and my desire is for people to be saved and then come to the knowledge of the truth. And that's biblical, according to First Timothy uh, 2 and 4. Well, anyway, let me digress. Trey Searcy sent me an email and, uh, you know, told me, uh, blah, blah, somebody uh, on my show recommended his show that I used his platform. I used his show. He thanked me and everything like that. And he said he listened to a couple of my uh, shows and everything and he liked it and he was impressed and whatever so I said I said this is not about me so I'm not gonna get into that. I'm not trying to lift Joe up. But anyway, this brother got in touch with me by email. And he left his phone number and and things like that to get in touch with him. And he had a uh, a few uh things he uh well personal things that's between me and him. I'll talk about that later, but that's not you know, I don't need to get that out there, but that was between me and him, which has been a blessing. It's God moving and the ministry for me because, you know, that's what happens when you get God's word out there. It's not about you. It's about the word of God. Well, anyway, uh, it's Lord's willing. There's something more that I would be getting more involved in with Tracer in the future. Lord's willing. Okay. Well, anyway. I left my number for him and et cetera. He wound up calling me and I was not shocked, but I was surprised because I put his number uh, in my cell phone. I mean, I put my cell phone on on an email, on his email. So, you know, so he can call or whatever, or people can know my number. They want to talk to me, whatever like that. But I did not expect, you know how you give someone a number and tell them, yeah, call me, you know, talk to me, you know, here's my number, blah, blah, blah. Even we do that sometimes. We Somebody give us a number and say, call me, say, yeah, yeah. And a lot of time, majority of the time, we don't call, which is which is bad on my part and other people's part too, but I just talk about me, you know. But anyway, when, when I gave Trace Cersei my number, he gave me his number first and I didn't even call him because I didn't know what to say, you know. I didn't know what to say at the time. And I will give him a call, you know, because he gave me his, his his cell phone private number, which was which is a blessing because I learned a lot from his 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 teachings. Well, anyway, I gave him my number. I left it right there on his email, his show's email, you know, et cetera. He wind up calling me when he called. And I, you know, you type the name in so you know who calling the caller ID. I put his name in there so I, I, I know who's calling me, you know. 
uh, certain ones I put their name in there when I know somebody's somewhat important or very important that's calling me because I don't answer the phone for anybody on my regular phone. And I don't give my personal number out to a lot of people, <clears throat> period. So a lot of people don't get my number unless they just junk calls or whatever like that. But a lot or, you know, bill calls business. They don't even have my personal number too much. But mainly I'm very, very closed in when it comes to my number. I'm just that type of person. I don't give my number out to anybody. I don't use the phone a lot. Well, anyway, when he called and I seen his name. Trey Cersei, I kind of had to look twice. Is this really Trey Cersei calling me? <laughs> you know, and uh, <clears throat> I was so surprised that he got back in touch with me so fast. I when he when I answer the phone. I said, Brother Trey. <laughs> like I've been knowing him for years. I said, Brother Trey, what's up, brother? And he, that voice, he has a very candid <clears throat> voice that you cannot forget. He has that radio voice. Not that phony voice. It's real. It's a humble voice. It's kind of got a little, uh, little southern, little tongue, uh, to it. It's cool. I like it. It's cool. And he, he said, yeah, connecting the dots, brother Joe. And we got to talk. We didn't talk a long time because I'm not really a phone person. And we didn't talk a long time and stuff like that. Well, anyway, we talked about a few things and a few things you know, we, I can, you know, we can get together and connect and maybe fellowship and stuff like that. And a few things we'll be doing together or I'll be helping the ministry out or he helping my ministry which is a blessing you know, to get the word of God out because that's all I want to do. So we had that little talk. Well, anyway, the the reason I'm saying this is when you doing the work of God, you trying your best to do the work of God. No matter what struggles you go through, no matter what uh, setbacks you have, you know, physically, mentally, financially, whatever. You're trying to get the word of God out because it's not about you. And that's that's me. And I'm not saying this braggingly, but that's always been, always been my main goal is for people to get saved and teach them the word of God because that's the gift I am blessed with. That's the gift I am blessed with. That's the desire I like to do. I'm not saying God called me to do this. It's a desire, you know, that I like to do. And that desire is teaching and ministering to the lost. I've done a lot of homeless feeding. I used to get out there and pass out tracks. I, I used to, back in Mobile, Alabama, I used to get out in Alabama. I used to sit down with the homeless and minister to them, make the food myself, pass out the food myself, get out there. Nobody knew nothing about that. Well, you know now, but I used to do that stuff and, you know, myself. That's what I, that's what I used to do. And I'm not saying that's the bragging, but that's, that's the love I had for the lost. Well, anyway. My point is, and I wound up having a homeless ministry as well, you know, uh, running a homeless ministry, as well as teaching. Like I said, I, I teach in poor pits. I've done ministry. I've done that stuff uh, when I was, you know, since I have been saved. But since I have been rightly dividing, learn, since I have been taught how to rightly divide God's word, it's been a total different experience in my Christian walk. And this is what I want to talk about. 
you know, not only talking with Trey Searcher, that's just something I'm just wanted to bring about that, you know, talking to another brother in Christ that I felt like we was connecting as one because both of us are preaching the reconciliation mes- uh, message from the Apostle Paul, you know, the fellowship of the mystery, the message that's supposed to be ministered and supposed to be preached today. The uh, the ministry of re- re- reconciliation. I have a hard time saying it. Reconciling the ministry of reconciliation. That's that's it. I, I get tongue tied sometimes. It's the southern countryness in me, I guess. Uh, reconciliation ministry, and you know he had mentioned that too. So that's very important in, in my life and my my learning and trying to help others as well. Well, anyway, on his show, Trey Cersei's show. Uh, Truth Time Radio. Sometimes he has quite a bit of listeners that call in and they have questions or they might disagree. But I, but the majority of the time there's someone that has questions and they ask them. They ask them certain questions. They need help on something or they just want his input. Did they minister the right way to certain people which is good because we just like when you're in a school or you have a certain mentor we need that lead that we can go to that's more uh, I call it a longer arm they have a longer reach in the word of God you know they're more seasoned in the word of God rightly divided so when when a person is humble and more seasoned like that and give you their time and call you personally you know, whatever like that. And I know he's somewhat uh, well-known in the grace atmosphere, you know, not denominational, but the grace atmosphere, grace teachers. And I'm sure he's probably well-known by a lot of them. Some of them probably don't like his ministry for some reason. I can't say that, but I, that's another story. But the point is when me and that brother got to talking, and, you know, and, you know, we was giving each other kudos to each other. In other words, you know, uh, it helped, it lifted me up. It really lifted me up that a man that I have learned so much in the last few years <clears throat> from that I finally got to talk to him personally on the phone. I, I talk, I talk to him. I talk about him quite a bit on connecting the dots. I use a lot of, of his, his teaching tapes, so he, so he can get out there to the same person to build them up so they can understand and learn more of the knowledge of the truth. But to get to talk to a person that you kind of looked up to that, that helped you in your ministry and you use a lot of their their teaching and their, they, they taught you how to study the Bible, rightly divided, and you finally get to talk to that brother, it's something about that. It's, it's really something touching about that. Well, anyway, that's not what I want to talk about. The reason I'm bringing that up so you can understand Trey Searcy Truth Time Radio. He has a radio station where they sing a lot of grace gospel songs and everything. Not not the stuff you hear today. It's just straight out gospel grace music. And he does a lot of teaching on there as well. But it's a lot of beautiful grace music on there. And he has a podcast that you can also, you know, uh, get into too. That's most. That's mainly his Bible teaching, and he has a lot. He has some in-your-face type of teaching on there. Well, anyway, he has calls in. People call in. They ask questions, and you know, Q and A's. The same thing I ask some of my listeners to do. I they never do, but that's okay. I'm still a young minister. I I said in the future, but it's okay. But you know, he's out there. He has fourteen, fifteen, sixteen thousand people. You know, just you know. 
listen to him. I'm still new. I just started over a year ago. But I use his platform because I just want people to get saved. It's not about me. It's about people getting saved and people learning how to understand and study God's word correctly, rightly divided. Well, anyway, a caller called in. I think it's from Canada. <laughs> and uh, he's he he's uh, he was brought up in the Pentecostal church in Canada. Yes, they have Pentecostal churches everywhere. <laughs> he was uh, breded in a Pentecostal church upbringing. Let me put it that way: spiritual upbringing. And he uh, ran into Trey Cersei's show, which is Truth Time Radio. That's the name of the show, Truth Time Radio. And he started listening to Trey Cersei's teaching, and you know stuff like that, you know. And it's and it's theology theology of the Bible and the word of God start changing, you know, by listening to Trey Searcy's teachings. Well, that's not what I want to talk about. His question he asked was, is the something that I went through or sometimes still go through? The question he asked was somewhat of something that I go through or anybody when they finally learn what God's word is really. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not a denominational, traditional way of that there was talk to you but what his word is really saying it's like i like to use the term red pill it's like you like wow you wake up and you become more mature you don't come you don't become a baby especially if you already say you become more mature because a lot of things you have found out what god's word was really saying to you and i you already the holy spirit was trying to tell you that anyway and, but most people don't listen. Thank God that I listen and other people are listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Because many people don't believe the Holy Spirit would talk through your spirit. Not audibly, not with an audible voice. But I'm talking about through your spirit by what? His word. It's nothing new he's going to say to you. It's going to always be lined up with the word of God. It's going to always be, not often, it's going to always be lined up with the word of God. So he's not going to be telling you nothing new in your spirit. 
He's not going to be talking in your ear and he's, and, and uh, whatever like that, what type of job to get or, you know, you need to fill out this application or you need, no, 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 the Holy Spirit don't work like that. We have the ability to do that ourselves. It's going to always be something lined up with his word to edify you, to edify somebody else. See, that's what I mean, talking through your spirit because we are the body of Christ. Well, anyway, uh, the person asked, he said, I wanted to ask, I, 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 I might be misquoting him, but it, it, it's, it's in an area like this, he was asking. And uh, he asked, I know in one of your uh, one of your sessions you were saying, uh, Trey, that the Holy Spirit don't talk to us no more, well, you know, like he used to or whatever like that. He was saying something, asking something like that. And he was saying, I was just kind of wondering uh, what was going on with that. You know, everything you said, I agree with that is true. But, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit, you were saying something about the Holy Spirit don't really talk to us no more, blah, blah, blah. And, and something like that in that area. He said, I, I'm, I'm happy for what I... Uh, what's happening with me of learning the truth. Now, I'm not quoting him verbatim, word by word, so bear with me. In other words, he said, I feel good. I, I got to understand what's really going on in the Word of God. Now, I'm learning a lot, you know, as far as everything like that. But I have noticed, I have, when it comes to the feeling of the Holy Spirit, I feel dry. And that's when I, I stopped. And the reason I stopped, because I know where he was going. And I'm going to explain that the best way I can, especially to the believer, to the ones that say. Trey Cersei gave his explanation and whatever like that, which is the same thing I was thinking about. But I want to add a little bit more of my personal experience of what this young man was asking. And I know why he was asking that. He, he got the truth. He, find, he found out he's in a Pentecostal church. He noticed the contradictions when he started listening to the teachings of Trey Searcy, which teaches rightly dividing fellowship of the mystery, the Apostle Paul type of teaching. And he noticed the contradictions with his the, his pastor's teaching and the, the teachings of Trey Searcy, you know. And uh, but what he was, I felt he was a little bit bothered. He wasn't disappointed. He was happy. But he was a little bothered about, you know, feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because, you know, when you're in a Pentecostal type of church, everything is mostly based on your feelings. You know, the shouting, the speaking in the different tongues and, you know, or I call them fake tongues or, you know, different things that it's based on your feelings when you when you brought up in a Pentecostal or charismatic type of church. Mostly everything is based on your feelings. Not all, but the majority of the Pentecostal church minister is based on feelings, the presence of the Holy Spirit, being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and, you know, signs and wonders and stuff like that. It's, it's mostly Philly, Philly experience type of atmosphere when you, when you, uh, when you have an upbringing in the Pentecostal church. It's mostly about feelings and, and experience. And I think that was kind of somewhat, he was kind of 
not so much questioning it, but he was kind of bothered by that. And then Trey Cersei gave him that explanation, which I knew Brother Trey was going to do. But what I want to say is I can relate to how that brother feel. And I'm sure many others that found out the word of God's truth, what God's word was really saying. I can relate what that brother was saying since I've been uh, rightly dividing God's word for a little over four years now or something like that. I can relate to that. Why? Now, he said, I feel kind of dry. Now, a lot of people are saying, you know, what's going on with that? I, 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 I know what's going on with that, but I'm, let me tell you about my experience because I have mentioned that before. Especially when you are, you have an upbringing in a Pentecostal church or a charismatic church. Feelings, experiences, signs and wonders and stuff like that, you know. It's majority about times, the shouting and the dancing and whatever like that. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's mostly experience and feelings and stuff. Experience, your experience and your feelings and stuff like that. So when you are breaded and have an upbringing in a Pentecostal church, listen carefully now to me. You Pentecostal listeners, when you are upbraided in a Pentecostal church and then you listen to a Trey Searcy or Les Felder or myself, Ron Knight or anybody or that's teaching how to rightly divide God's word. When you first hear them or see them, the first thing come to your mind, boy, they are boring. I heard a person say that's about Les Felder. He's so boring. And I know why they say it that, but I'm not going to, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a go all around about why people say uh, teachers like a Les Feldig or maybe a, even a Trey Searcy or maybe even a, uh, any type, the, all the, mostly the grace, the, the true grace teachers that teach the epistles of Paul, rightly dividing. We'll see. And they don't have a big church. They don't have a big following. They're not well known. And the majority of a Pentecostal person, when they hear that type of teaching, including myself, we would be kind of somewhat boring to them. Now, let me go back to this young man, because I know how he feels. You feel alone sometimes. My experience, and he probably has the same experience, but with my experience, I felt that dryness. But the thing about it, it wasn't a negative dryness. It wasn't a bad dryness. If you understand what I mean by dryness, you just, you're dry. You mean, what I mean by dryness, you don't feel the Holy Spirit. You don't feel nothing. Even though you know it's true, you don't feel nothing. So you feel dry. See? You understand what I'm saying now? So let me put myself in it. But I understand what this brother and maybe sisters and other brothers go through when they learn how to rightly divide God's word. And you brought up in a Pentecostal church. You find out that a lot of things you believe was mostly your flesh anyway. A lot of your feelings that you was taught was mainly your flesh. That's going to be hard for a lot of people to swallow. That's why a Pentecostal person can't not really walk into 
a laid back non-denominational church that don't do a lot of shouting, don't do a lot of don't put a lot of emphasis on speaking in tongues because they don't believe in it and stuff like that. They cannot congregate too much in there. Too many Pentecostals, and I'm not saying all, too many Pentecostals uh, really could not take in a lot of Bible teaching. They love preaching because they bring the feelings and they bring the experience. I grew up with more preaching than teaching in my uh, Pentecostal upbringing. I grew up with more preaching than teaching. Then I got into the charismatic movement. They done some teaching, but it was still wrong teaching. That wind up being preaching, you know. But anyway, <clears throat> my experience of dryness, and I tried to explain that before, when you learn how to rightly divide God's word, and you learn the truth of God's word, and you learn how to exegesis God's word instead of eisegesis Jesus in it, and you don't you don't spiritualize it and you don't read into things then you're going to have less feelings. It ain't that the Holy Spirit ain't there. It's just the Holy Spirit always be, all, always have been in you if you are really saved. It's just you have been misled that the hell, it was all about you feeling the Holy Spirit because you was brought up in, in that Pentecostal environment and that charismatic type of environment. So when you go to a smaller church, you hear some real teaching and you hear what God is really saying to you, the majority of the time to none, you're not going to feel nothing because you was taught to feel your Okay, where did this tradition come from? It comes through the book from the book of Acts and the four gospels. And even if you read the book of Acts, they wasn't walking, talking in tongues and feeling everything. The majority of the time they was not. See, that's the misconception. But when it's taught in the church, in a Pentecostal church, a lot of Pentecostal church, most of them, you know. Even the oneness Pentecostal church, the universal Pentecostal church, which is oneness, oneness, it's about feelings. I mean, you know, you you, you got the extreme Pentecostals that they run around the church. You know, they dance all the time. They sweating. You know, the women don't believe in cutting their hair and everything like that. They wear long dresses. I'm talking about the extreme Pentecostals. They got the dress code and everything, the extreme. I don't think this, what this brother was talking about is extreme like that. But you got different type of uh, levels of Pentecostals, just like Baptists, because they do the same thing. But um, we're talking about Pentecostals, you know, I've been through all of them. I grew up in the Church of God Christ where they like done a lot of dancing and shouting and running around and foaming at the mouth and stuff like that and loud preaching and mispronouncing words and, you know, and blah, blah. I've been around all that. Then I've been more in the more laid-back Pentecostal churches. But the majority of them is based on feelings and your experience because they believe that in the baptism of the Holy Spirit— with the evidence of speaking in tongues, which I like to call languages and signs and wonders and stuff like that. So it's always based on majority of the time feelings and experience. So we was brought up in the way in a Pentecostal church that if you don't feel the Holy Spirit, something is wrong or I'm not I'm not doing something right or I'm not praying enough. Now, I'm talking about myself now, not this young man. I'm talking about my experience. So what it was, 
The majority of that was flesh. The majority of that was flesh. I'm going to just put it right there because you'd be amazed with the uh, telecon- uh, what your mind can conjure up and make it feel so real. You can make yourself cry. You can make a lot of things cry. It's almost like a hypnosis. People use hypnosis in church and don't even know it. It's a demonic spirit. You know, I'm not saying everybody, but it's 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 a it's, Satan knows the flesh. Satan operates in the flesh. Satan operates in the flesh. Now, when you're in a Pentecostal church, I'm not putting a Pentecostal church down. I want to put that out there now. I'm not putting them down. I'm not saying that. But what the error is in a Pentecostal church can be very deceiving because so many, and then you got to blame yourself as well because you don't do your own studying. You just believe everything, most of the, what the pastor tell you. That's this is the Holy Spirit, or you ain't praying right if you don't feel the Holy Spirit, or, you know, stuff like that, you know, being deceived or being bamboozled, hoodwinked and bamboozled. So when that young man said that about the dryness, a bulb came on, a light bulb came on in my head. I understand what he's going through because I like to call it, you taking off, you got to take off to put on. And what this young man, I believe, and it helps me, the things he don't feel no more wasn't real anywhere a lot of the times. Now, I'm not saying, like Trey Cersei even said, I'm not saying when you're reading the word of God and you want to worship him, and you just, you can't deny feelings. It feels good. Now, does that mean the Holy Spirit is over you? No, it just means you lined up with his word, you know, and you feel good and feel great. And you praise and you worship him, but it's lined up with his word. So I'm not, I don't want people to think I deny feelings. I'm not, I don't want nobody to think I deny experience. But if it's not lined up with the word of God, that experience, that feeling don't mean anything. It's just what? An experience and it's just what? A feeling. Because the majority, like I said before, the majority of the times in the book of Acts, especially in the four Gospels, but when the Holy Spirit came down, what churches do today, they was not doing that in the book of Acts. A lot of this is man-made traditions that started by Satan because he know he operates on the flesh. He operates in the flesh. He know humans love feelings. We base so many things on feelings, relationships and, and food and everything. That's soul. Now, the, our emotions and stuff like that, that's, the, that's that part. Now, I, I ain't talking about so much the feeling of the physical feeling. I'm talking about the soul. The soul needs to grow, maturity. So what happens when you learn how to rightly divide God's word? Is I want to tell everybody, don't get disappointed because you don't feel anything because that's part of maturity. That's part of maturing. Even when you get saved and you was brought up in a Pentecostal church, Those feelings you had at first, why do you think they start fading away? 
you know how to say Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feelings after three, four, five, six, seven, ten months. Most people don't have those feelings no more. It's called maturity. And most of the time, it's flesh. You excited. You excited. It's like you hyper at first, then you calm down because you have a certain joy. But after a while, you're mature. When you start learning the word of God more and more, you are more settled down. You're not that baby no more. Like Paul had to rebuke the Corinthians, the first and second Corinthians, because they was carnal. See? Because feelings, like I said, I've done a, a teaching on that. Feelings and experience can be very deceptive. It's good to have feelings. It's good to have feelings. I'm not, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's one of the, uh, uh, the, uh, what, what they call that? Well, anyway, that's one of the, uh, special abilities that God gave us. It'll come to me later. So I'm not denying feelings. I'm not denying your experience, but it depends what experience you're talking about. So my point is, I can understand this young man when he said he felt dry. But what I don't want the young man to get so disappointed that he feels it's not the Holy Spirit close to him or the Holy Spirit is not talking to him. See, what he was asking, I believe, I don't want to use him as a straw man, but I have a feeling what he was asking. He didn't get all around to it, but I, I was kind of wondering because I, I, I've been there and done that. I understand because he was he went back and said when Tracy said, oh, "Holy Spirit does not talk to you like that." Now, what Tracy is not saying. Okay, let me let me let me let me go this route. If you are taught that the Holy Spirit speaks to you daily. You have a Calvinist type of upbringing. What do you mean by Calvinist, Joe? Calvinist type of upbringing. They they teach you like the Holy Holy Spirit is going to. They gag the Holy Spirit guides you through your whole life, tells you everything what to do, what car to buy. Now it might be extreme, but it's something like this: what job to apply for. God will this woman to you. That's the woman you should marry. That's the man you should marry. That's the car you should buy. Blood of this God, this God, this God wills everything through the Holy Spirit. Now, that's a Calvinist type of teaching that's caught up in the churches today, especially Pentecostal and charismatic churches. That God wills your whole life. In other words, he controls everything you do. That's not biblical. 
but that's that's the upbringing that I was brought. God controls everything you do. That's why some people look so religious. They try to walk a certain way, and they try to walk like they have with this fake halo over their head because they have that belief that God, the Holy Spirit, controls everything you do. Okay? That's why people would tear the Lord's willing up or they just say, well, God called me to do this. God called me to do this. Let me just pray about it first. A simple question a person will have to pay pray for 20 hours just to give an answer? See, that's part of that fleshly upbringing Pentecostal charismatic Calvinist type of thought pattern. See? Not, you can ask a person a question. They will give you a whole sermon with scriptures everywhere. Different, and all you will ask was a question. Next thing you know, that person said, Man, I ain't gonna ask that person that question no more. They got to preach to me. <laughs> I asked, it's why I was like a politician. They never give you the answer, but they come a roundabout way. A lot of believers, a lot of Christians like that. They give you a long sermon when you ask a question. It's all right to have a normal conversation, okay? Everything don't have to be spiritual. Oh, let me pray about that. Oh, you said, oh, you, you didn't say that word the right way. You need to pray about that. Let me help you. You don't need to correct everybody on everything they do. People gonna people have to grow and mature out of cussing. You just can't come, rebuke them every time. You, I'm going to rebuke that demon out of you. I'm loose. I'm loose. They clean that tongue up because they, they, it, they didn't learn cussing overnight. It ain't going to disappear overnight. Okay? My point is... I know I'm going all around about, you know, because I have to grow in this. You want to check everybody. You want to chastise everybody. You want to rebuke. You're ready to condemn someone. And most of that stuff you used to do it yourself. But let's get back. I'm getting off the subject. Okay. When you learn how to rightly divide God's word... And you learn your positions and your possessions and your personage and your stand through God's word. You also going to find out, listen closely, that most of the stuff or a lot of the stuff you have learned through churchism or Pentecostalism or charismatic or whatever was not true. It was most mostly eisegesis type of teaching because they was taught that way. So when you, uh, have an upbringing in a Pentecostal church or charismatic church was based on a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions. You're going to bring that when you hear something that you say, oh, wow, that's true. Be prepared because you're going to find out a lot of that stuff that you used to believe in or you used to feel was your flesh. Anyway, was your flesh. It has nothing to do with the word of God. So when this young man sincerely was asking Trey Searcy, he had a misconception of the Holy Spirit. It was based on experience and the feelings with him. And he was very sincere because he wanted those feelings. And I wanted to just reach out to him, man, I understand what you're saying. But some things you have to understand, the Holy Spirit is just as close to you. Why? Because he's in you. He's sealed in you. 
line up what you are saying with the word of God. The word of God never said you're going to feel. Now, when Ephesians talk about be filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not talking about feeling or feeling good or feeling emotions. It's just being you getting word up, you're getting filled up with the word of God in your spirit through the Holy Spirit. Now, like I'm going to keep saying this, I'm not denying feelings. Feelings is good. But make sure it's lined up with the word of God. I get excited when I learn the truth of God. I might even do a dance when I learn the truth of God. I might say, thank you, Jesus. Yes. But that don't mean the Holy Spirit made me do it. It's just I feel great. I feel good because I know the truth. I know the word. So it's nothing wrong with feelings. Okay, it's nothing wrong with that. But don't base your feelings on the Holy Spirit being there or the Holy Spirit not being there. That's where you're going to fall. That's the trap of Satan, see? If you want to dance for the Lord, you dance for him. long as it's lined up with the word of God. But don't say the Holy Spirit made me dance. No, you made you dance. And it's okay, but stop putting everything on the Holy Spirit because your flesh, you can enjoy the Holy Spirit rightly dividing just as much as you did in the Pentecostal church. But the only difference is it's real now. It ain't all that fake stuff. It ain't all that fleshly stuff. So I'm not denying feelings or experience because that's part of our emotions. That's part of your soul. But let it be lined up with the word of God. Ain't nothing wrong with shouting, but let it be lined up. Don't just say it because it's tight. It's a traditional thing to do. It's a, you know, you you follow what I'm saying. Don't do it because it's a traditional thing to do. You start looking, you start mimicking other things. That's what, that's what you, we have to get out of us, out of us, mimicking traditions, mimicking denominations. See? The Bible talks about singing hymns and songs, praising the Lord. That's okay, all right? But it does not say the Holy Spirit will come up, come on you first, and then you're going to start praising whatever like that. You're looking for a feeling, you're going to never praise him. You have to praise God without feeling anything. And then those feelings and that experience will come. You got to praise God first without a feeling. Don't look for a feeling first. You got to praise them without by faith. And let it be real. Don't let it be fake because you feel you're supposed to do that. Make you feel more holier. The whole you're not no more holier whether you feel the Holy Spirit or not. Because the majority of the time you're not gonna feel anything. Just praise them. And let the feelings come naturally and let the experience come naturally. Don't do it because you f- you feel it's based on your feelings. See, that's, that's learning how to understand and how to rightly divide God's word. When you do it that way, you be, seems like this young man, so you, come, you become a little more drier and, and, and stuff like that. Remember, I was giving you an example. I gave you another example about prayer. Your prayer life changes, too. Your prayer life change. And I'm going to tell you about me. My prayer life, I prayed less. Why? Because I don't. I pray less because I don't pray a lot of empty prayers now. Let me say that again. My prayers have become less, has been cut short, very short, because I don't pray a lot of junk. I don't pray a lot of scriptures that's not for me anyway, see? 
I don't pray in vain repetitions like Jesus rebuked the Pharisees. I don't pray that, more, that, that way no more. So my prayer is less noise. I don't try to squeeze no tears. I'm like, that's going to make God move anymore, get closer. The Lord is not going to get no closer to you. The Holy Spirit is not going to get no closer to you than what he is now. He's in you. He's sealed in us. See, that type of, uh, uh, that type of tradition is hard to get out of, brother. So I can understand people that struggle with that. That's hard to get out of. But what's more important? God's true word or a feeling? What's more important? Knowing you are sealed with the Holy Spirit or the feeling of the Holy Spirit? What's more important? The sealing of the Holy Spirit should be more important. You are experiencing something when you read God's word. That's an experience. But don't get experience mixed up with feelings all the time. And at the same time, it's okay to just praise God. It's okay to just lift him up. But let it be landed with the word of God. Don't be praying all type of prayers expecting those things to happen to you. Pray the right prayers under the grace ministry. That's when God moved when you pray the right prayers. See, Satan will send all kind of delusional prayer, prayers he say you should pray. Because remember, he know the word too. He's all about the flesh. So my advice to anybody that's that's might be struggling, that's just got saved and they heard Trey Searcy's ministry or they heard what I be talking about, it may sound like something boring. No, it's not that. It's just you was brought up in a feel, feel, feely, 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 feely experience type of church. See? And you was brought up to believe that's God. That's the Bible. If I don't feel nothing, man, something ain't right. If I don't feel a presence or that little tingling feeling like, like the hairs on my neck is moving and everything like that, ah, that can't be, that can't, that can't be right. The Holy Spirit is still talking to me, but your, your flesh can do amazing things. And there's also a lot of spirits out here. Believe me, there's a lot of spirits out here. Kundalini spirit, they go through the same thing. You ever heard of the Kundalini type of spirit? They go through those same type of emotions and feelings. It's all about feelings. You don't want to get caught up in that or stay continued on feelings. You take God's words and you believe God's word by faith, not your feeling. If you want to put on a good worship song and praise God, you do that. But make sure you're praising with the right scriptures. It's lined up with the correct word of God. That's what I'm saying. Because you can't pray all type of prayers in the Bible expecting to happen in your life. See? You cannot do that. You got to find out which prayers. You know, Paul talks about a certain type of prayer. We, he gives us a line, just like he talks about marriage. He talks about prayer. He talks about conduct. That's what we're supposed to be lined up with under the body of Christ. 
we can get other examples and principles from, you know, the uh, time past, you know, the Gospels and stuff like that. But our positions and what we're supposed to be praying, how to pray, how to walk is through the teachings of the Apostle Paul, Romans through Philemon. That's for my new believers and my listeners. If you're not saved, I got something for you as well. But I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to give that testimony of that young brother. He's sincere. And it's not easy, especially if you still attend. He said he left the church. He go to another one. It might be another Pentecostal church. I don't know. He did not say. But when you go to one Pentecostal church to, I call it, uh, let me put it this way. I call it radical Pentecostal to Pentecostal light. <laughs> Pentecostal light. You still going to get that type of, you know, Jesus reading into type of preaching and ministry. It's still going to be mostly based on your feelings because they teach the same thing. They might not be as radical as some holiness churches, but they still preach the same thing, mostly based on feelings and experience. A lot of Pentecostal and charismatic people, when you talk to them, they always got an experience story often, brother, experience, you know, had this they was walking across the street and this car came, but then they seen some type of form and the car went some other way and everything. Like I said, I never knocked nobody experience. All I just say was it the Holy Spirit. Many uh, Pentecostals still believe angels comes down and save you. Many people say angels stop be seized. It's based on spiritualism. And you have to be careful when it's not lined up with the word of God. See, be careful and I cannot put a lot emphasis, enough emphasis on that. Okay, when it comes to feelings, and when the brother kept saying feelings and experience, he could not get away from that experience and feelings. Because I know Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. Get in zone. So what if I need a new one? No problem. We have the right battery for your car, starting at only $89.99. And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Restrictions apply. He really loved that. See? But whether he heard Trey Cersei's teaching or anybody else's teaching or even my teaching or not, he would have grew out of it, I believe, sooner or later because he was searching. Like I was, he was searching. He would have matured out of that and he would have found out later, no, that wasn't real. It was my flesh. You go to concerts and get that feel-good feeling. You get the jumping like everybody else, boy. You get that psychokinesis going on, that drilling in that flesh. That flesh can make a lot of things. But, man, you know, you never exercise in your life. Next thing you know, you jumping and dancing. That feeling at concerts. That feeling when a motivational speaker come in and everybody shout and everybody say, yeah, 
that experience, that feeling. See, you can't bring that to the word of God. You can't be looking for that from the word of God. I'm talking to the, the the ones that's listening. That's not saying because you probably why a lot of you probably don't go to church now because you see this type of stuff. You see the the speaking and the the, the fake tongues and stuff. Yeah, fake tongues because they not they're not used today, so they are fake. You know what type of spirit? I don't know. It ain't the Holy Spirit. And you see that stuff in a lot of churches or whatever like that, and it scares you away because you don't want nothing like that. And you wonder, why well, do I have to do that? Do I got to feel something? Am I gonna be shouting and jumping around and running around? And then you say, what for? What's the purpose of that? But you never got no good Bible teaching in you. You know how to shout. You know how to do that rolling of the tongue or speaking of the fake tongues and stuff like that, based on your feelings, or whatever like that. I put a lot of emphasis on that because I, I know I've been there, done that. But I thank God. I'd rather feel dry and know the Word of God. I feel a lot of feelings and don't know nothing about the word of God. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. I'd rather feel the somewhat dry feeling like this young man said and know the word of God rightly divided than feel a lot of feelings and mislead somebody and don't know nothing about the word of God. What about you? What about you? When you learn the word of God, rightly divided, I'm going to let you know right now, whoever's listening to it, then I'm, I'm going to go with this. You're going to feel lonely if you're in a denominational Christian church because you're going to have to make a decision. I'm not going to make it for you. Are you going to stand that church? Because you're going to see the difference because the Holy Spirit is able to teach you truth now. You thought you was getting a lot of it then, but you wasn't. You got it in pockets, but you're going to learn the truth. And once you learn the truth, you're going to feel somewhat alone. It always happened. It happens all through the Bible. Jesus wound up being alone. I'm not comparing us to Jesus, but we need to walk like Jesus. Peter and them fell alone. A lot of them fell alone. The prophets fell alone. Alone. Think about the Apostle Paul, the Apostle for us today. This is our Apostle today, the Apostle of the Gentiles for the body of Christ. They left him. Demas and all of them left him. Paul wound up being close up by himself when before he was beheaded. They left him. So sometimes you're going to feel alone. Most grace churches, what I mean by grace churches, that's, I'm talking about the ones that teach in a dispensational, uh, mid-acts dispensational type of style of way. And I'm going to do a teaching of the differences between dispensational teaching, theology. You know, I don't like to call it a theology. I just believe that's the right way to uh, study God's word. But when you learn, when you start rightly dividing God's word dispensationally, you learn you're going to feel alone because all those traditions you have to take off. You're going to learn how to take off. So that, getting back to my prayer life, I took off a lot of that prayer, uh, uh, that prayer that, 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 that I call it a lot of, a lot of weight that I didn't need to have on me anyway when it came to certain way to prayer, when it came to pay tithing, paying tithes, when it came to baptizing in water, when it came to speaking in tongues and stuff like that. I had to drop all that stuff. 
And I feel lighter now because I don't have all that low burden on me because I know it's not for me. It never was for the body of Christ. It was for Israel. So I know that now. I don't have no burden on me. I can talk boldly about the word of God now without worrying about that. Church attendance, church membership, all that stuff, all that tradition stuff. I haven't, I haven't joined a church in years, literally joined a church. I don't remember ever really joining a church maybe back in the 80s or something like that, but I haven't been committed to no church building in years when I learned that we are the church. See, I'm not, I don't have nothing against going to church if they're teaching the word of God rightly divided, at least trying to. But I don't know if I will ever join another church because it's, they just, the teaching is not there. Everybody teaches the same thing most of the time. So what do I do? By me being part of the body of Christ and an ambassador of Christ, I am part of the church. I start my own church gathering through my podcasts, through my teachings. You can do that as well. You don't have to go find a church or you don't have to be under a pastor. If you desire to become a pastor, you become a pastor and you start teaching, but you don't have to. But if that's something you desire in your heart, you go ahead and do it. If you want to start a little church gathering, you go ahead and do it. You don't have to go get no license and no certificate. You just start ministering God's word. So get all that traditional man-made stuff out the way. You don't have to get no BBD and GGG and all these bitch. No, you preach and teach God's word, rightly divided, and the people will come around you. You're not going to get thousands and thousands. The only way you get thousands and thousands of people if you just you teach a false doctrine, you teach a prosperity, you teach feelings, you teach signs and wonders. That's where you go get the audience. You know, that's when the money start coming in. No, you're not going to do that when you teach like me. See? I can ask for money, but I don't. Because what I do, I ain't trying to win every single person. I'm just trying to win the ones that's listening. I'm not trying to force nobody to be saved. I'm just trying to reach the ones that the Holy Spirit is talking to and they are listening. People need to be saved. People need to be saved. People need to be told the unsaved that they already have been forgiven. Churches don't teach that. They teach you have to be saved and then that's when you're forgiven. No, people need to be taught and told they already have been forgiven of their sins. Now they need to be saved. In that order, you have been forgiven. Now you have an opportunity to be saved. That's reconciliation. That's the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling the world back to God because he already reconciled himself to us. Now we have to be reconciled to God. And who do God use to do the reconciling ministry as ambassadors, the church, the body of Christ? That's our minister, not the Great Commission. If you want to call it that, our commission is just go out. We don't have to go out to the world and go out to other countries. You can if you want to. That's okay. But it's not a calling 
for you to do that. People in the neighborhood and close to you in the United States need to be saved just as much. You, you see, there's no bondage. There's no weight when you learn God's grace under this dispensation through the teachings of the Apostle Paul, Romans through Philemon. This is Joseph Brownlee. If you are on the fence about salvation and you're still not sure and you've been to so many churches, you've been abused that song, you've been loved that song. It's probably a, a beautiful, loving church that you go to. What I want you to always be looking at when you're looking for a church is what do they teach? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a way to do this. When you're looking for a church, the ones that's looking for a church, I'm not gonna tell you, you know, you know, what churches to go to unless you just call me or you just leave not call but leave a comment. And uh, look for a church that's gonna teach God's word rightly divided. Look for a church. Look for a church. You you want to know what is a uh, statement of faith? What do they believe in? What do they believe in? If you want to know more about what should you be looking for in a church, leave a comment. Leave a comment. Okay, if you are interested in knowing or interested in knowing what to look for in a church, leave a comment and I will let you know. I will tell you what you should be looking for in a church. I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to put it out there now. I'm just going to let you know if you leave a comment, I will let you know. I have a phone number, but I don't know it by heart, and I keep forgetting the phone number. But it's a phone number. If you leave a comment, I will give you a phone number for you to call. And I will get back to you. I promise that. I promise you that. And I will tell you what churches to be, what type of church to be looking for. And it's not many out there. I'll be honest with you that teach what I teach. Now, when I say it like that, I'm talking about rightly dividing, dispensational to you. You can look it up yourself and then get a lot of negative feedback about dispensations because the ones that give you that negative feedback don't understand dispensational teaching. And I can understand that because dispensation is just like Calvinist and Lordship Salvation or Sensationist or, you know, uh, you know, those type of names. You're going to have your goods and you're going to have your bad. So just talk to the pe- the person like myself or Trey Cersei or others that I can recommend you to that'll help you learn how to rightly divide God's word. Now, if you're not saved, the way to be saved is believing, not confessing. Believe it, not confessing that you are sinners, not the sinner's prayer, not inviting the Lord in your heart. No, that's not salvation messages. That's not the Bible. Not repenting of your sins. No, you're not Israel. That's under the law. That's a temporary 
forgiveness for remission, which means their past sins. So, okay, so you don't want to go to Israel's program. Your sins have been dealt with according to Second Corinthians 5 and 19. God is not imputing his sins or imputing trespasses to the world under this dispensation. So the sins is not the issue. You're still going to sin. You still have a sin nature. Don't get me wrong. Now. Don't be telling nobody I told you you can sin. No. You need to work on that to get that together. But I'm just talking about the sins that you do commit. God has worked it out already. It's already been done over on the cross 2,000 years ago. And you worry about getting that other stuff together after salvation. But your sins is not the issue. It's your belief. I believe in Jesus did do that by his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Okay? The way to be saved today is 1 Corinthians. I hope you got a pen or paper or pencil or just replay this. 15, 1 to 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. First, I want you to read 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. So you can read it for yourself. Start at 18 and then go to 19. I'm not just saying this. Really do this. Really, really get off your laziness and do this if you want to be saved. And I'm, I'm being straight up with this because this is salvation. There's nothing to play with. Okay? Read those verses and then go to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Okay? Read it for yourself. I can keep reading it for you, but it's time for you to read it for yourself so you can believe it. You can see it. Preferably, you got a King James Bible. If not, if you don't got no Bible, that's okay. That's okay. You can always Google those scriptures. No excuse if you ain't got a Bible, but I bet you got a cell phone. You can Google it or duck, duck, go it. Those scriptures, 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. Don't get caught up in the commentaries. I know you can get tucked into all kinds of places in Google. Just read that scripture. Out of any translation, it's going to say the same thing, but preferably the King James. And 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, it's the salvation message or how to be saved. Believing in the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ really believe in it not just believe that it happened or believe that he was a good prophet or a good teacher but believe in that to the point that you want him to come into your life that's the type of belief God only accepts not lip service not head service but heart service he will not accept anything else So it's on you now, okay? God bless you. Body of Christ, real talk. I hope you got something out of this conversation, even though it was only me talking. I just wanted to get that out there. Remember, and I'm going to leave you with this. You do not have to be forgiven first to be saved. You are already forgiven You just need to be saved. Remember that. You do not have to be forgiven of your sins under this dispensation to be saved. You can be saved now because you already have been forgiven over 2,000 years ago. God bless you.
Love you all. Peace out. Bye bye. Let it fall, my baby.